2: Hard. Speak life. Live life abundantly. Get with it now. You are now entering the chat room. Health chat with Coach Gene, that is, where we debate, debunk, educate, empower, impart, and raise awareness on all things related to health, healing, and holistic well-being. Body, mind, and spirit.
0: Let's go. Hey!
2: What's up, everybody? Everybody, welcome to another episode of the chat room. Help chat with Nurse Coach Jean Turner, that is. I am your hostess with the mostest, Nurse Coach Jean Turner, a.k.a. Miss Fit, Boxxy, 50 and Beyond here serving up a plate of empowerment, encouragement, and awareness with a side order of inspiration as you strive to be the healthiest version of you that you can be. Yes. Health chat with Coach Gene exists only because of he who has called me to teach others stewardship over their health. Health in every dimension of our lives Because an imbalance in any dimension of our life creates disharmony throughout our entire being. And this, my friends, is holistic health. Health and well-being from every dimension of what makes us whole and complete. Caring for the whole person. So let us work together to enhance the health and well-being of all individuals, families, communities, and go global with it. How that sound to you? So look, thank you so much for tuning in, and as always, I thank and praise God for another opportunity to be here before you in the chat room. Another week has gone by where I am right now here in the U.S. here at OATF Hotlands in Georgia. It is Thursday evening, and look, 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 it is Friday tomorrow, God willing, another week the Lord has allowed us to see. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad to still be here and be a part of it. And so I want to ask you a question this evening. What does living faith out loud mean to you? Have you had a moment, a time in your life where you had to practice what you preach? Put the faith you say that you have in motion. Put your faith, the faith you say you have in high gear. See, we read and we quote scripture every day, all day, right? 24-7, 365 days a year. But faith, my friend, is an action word. And if you have been tuning in to help chat with me, Nurse Coach Gene, for any length of time, then you know my story, right? You've heard my testimony. I could not have made it to the other side of through. When in 2018 to 2019, I experienced what I refer to as a suddenly health crisis, I could not have made it through the, up to the other side of through if I had not exercised my faith and lived it out loud. And so tonight, for our episode this week here in the chat room, my special guest with me is a testimony of living faith out loud. She executes her faith every day, all day long, with what she's got going on. So look, without further ado, we are going to pray and get it popping up in here in the chat room this evening. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this gift, this opportunity to share the gift of health, healing, and a holistic approach to wellness with these, your people. May something shared during this episode bless every listener who is live streaming as well as those who will catch the replay on the various platforms that you have allowed this show to be available on. May faith be ignited in every unbeliever and may faith be renewed in every born-again believer. May all experience salvation, peace, joy, love, health, healing, and happiness, henceforth now and going forward. And it's in your precious son's name that I do ask and pray these things. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, my God, my God. So look, I usually say bios, right? I like to read bios and give you an idea of my guest that's joining me in the chat room. But look, I'm going to let her tell about herself because she is phenomenal. What I am going to say is that she got it going on. She lives her faith out loud. She loves the Lord. She is a helper, an encourager, a motivator. She is an international speaker. She is a publisher of Gulf Coast Magazine. She is the visionary for the upcoming anthology, Living Faith Out Loud. And I can go on and on and on. Plus, oh, plus she is one of the co-founders of the international conference known as Success Women's Conference. Look, 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 without further ado, Miss Dorothy, are you here in the virtual building? I am
1: here. Amen, amen. Thank you, Coach Jean. Listen, I just want to say that this woman herself is phenomenal, and it is indeed my privilege to have an opportunity to share with her and her audience today. This is wonderful, and it is beautiful what Jean is doing. Her faith, too, is being lived out loud every day. I am so excited about the journey that the two of us are sharing together as we work on a new project, and I'm sure you will you will have a chance to get to know more about that a little bit later. But as Coach Jean said, I am in the publishing, and the marketing business, um, and I also am the co-founder of Success Women's Conference. And those are just about titles. Uh, those are nouns. But what I do, let's talk about the verb. What I do is I create platforms to amplify the message that women have and to elevate their influence. And I do that through publishing. I do that through marketing. I do that through business coaching, and I do that through presenting conferences like Success Boot Camps and regular training as part of the conferences network, uh, Success Members Network. So, again, it is my pleasure to join Jean and everybody who's listening today.
2: Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited to have you joining me here in the chat room this evening, Dorothy. You have no idea. That's why I kind of let, let out that little screech. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here in the chat room this evening. Oh, so look, wow. look, look. <laughs> you, uh, you, 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 You just radiate excellence, a spirit of excellence. That's what I oh, see. Wow. Blowing from you every time we're on a video conference, when I see you on social media platforms, you just radiate excellence, a spirit of excellence. And so it seems like Eon, right, when we talked about you coming on the show. And so yes. I got to hear some of your testimony, but, but if you don't mind, please share with our listeners.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Well, I really want to share about a health challenge uh, that I had, and this was one of the toughest testing of my faith. And of course, you know, like everybody, I've had many, many uh, things that have happened over the course of my life that have tested my faith. But tonight, I want to share in the health chat about something that happened to me several years ago uh, after I moved to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Um, So I moved to Gulfport, Mississippi from um, Augusta, Georgia, home of the masters. Didn't know anything about hurricanes. And um, I relocated here to run the newsroom, the Sun Herald newsroom, the local newspaper. And, um, you know, the year after we arrived here, a storm came in, Hurricane George. And, uh, you know, when you listen to people who live here locally, they will say it wasn't a bad storm. But for me... Uh, It was my first introduction to a hurricane, and it was a horrible experience. Not so much from the storm and its damage, but remember I said I came here to run the newsroom. So here I am working around the clock, literally no sleep, dispatching people out into harm's way to make sure the news is covered, photos are grabbed, videos are grabbed, and I remember a specific point where I was talking to a reporter over in Biloxi, and she lived a few blocks from the beach. And uh, she normally worked the police beat. And um, I needed her, I needed all hands on deck. And I called her and she says, I, can't, I don't think I can get out of my neighborhood. There is water up at my porch. And um, without missing a beat, I said to her, put on some boots and start wading uh, north. I'm going to send somebody in an SUV to pick you up. And I was just getting the job done because, you know, as Gene said, I love to do things well. I love to do things excellently. So uh, after going through literally days of this, making sure the news report was was great, uh, I found myself that Sunday morning. um, Instead of getting ready for church, I was sitting in a chair in my kitchen. And I literally, I hurt so bad that I could not get up from the chair. I could not move. I mean, I hurt all over. And I had no idea what was wrong with me. I've always been very energetic, a hard worker, a doer, a get-it-done kind of girl. And that precipitated three weeks of a doctor's appointment, testing, 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 trying to determine what was wrong with me. Um, I couldn't go to work. I hurt so bad. Uh, I remember in the morning just to get out of the bed, it would seem like it would take me forever. I would, you know, push myself to the edge, slowly uh, put one leg on the floor, and then swing around and get on my knees. And I'd lay there for several more minutes. And then after several tries, I would push myself up to a standing position. Uh, that's how badly I hurt and and mornings were the worst because overnight, uh, I, my whole body would just stiffen up. And, uh, I remember there were days when I would just be determined that I was going to get out of the house and I felt like I felt a little better and I would go to Walmart with my husband, you know, it's like, I just, if I could just get out of the house. Um, and remember, I'm just a very successful, very confident woman, uh, you know, my whole life is in a spin, in a tailspin. I'd go to Walmart, and after walking down two or three rows, I would hurt so bad, I literally would clear canned goods off the shelf so I could sit. I had to sit. Oh, and wow. so after those three weeks of testing, I'm just waiting. I want to know what's going on with me because, you know, if I can see the enemy, I can fight him, right? That's right. But That's I couldn't right. see the enemy. And so my doctor, uh, Dr. Evans, he was, I really just loved him. He was a really good doctor. He called me into his office, not to the exam room. And I went in and I sat down and he said, Mrs. Wilson, we have run all the tests that we know to run. And he said, we have eliminated everything that we can think of that this would be. And he said, so we're going to give a diagnosis that's based on eliminating other things like lupus uh, that this could be. And he said, so I am diagnosing you with fibromyalgia. And he said, this is something that is relatively new. Uh, There's not a whole lot of knowledge about it. And there's no real specific treatment for it. And he went on to explain what happens in the body with fibromyalgia. And then when he finished, he said, um, you can apply for disability, and we will help you with the paperwork. Uh, I'm sure you will will be able to get it. And I really didn't hear anything else he said after that. When he said that, I literally heard a gun fire, like somebody fired a bullet, and I stood up, and I looked at him very intensely, and I made a decision in that moment that I would live and not die, and okay. Okay. That, that was from Exodus, and mm-hmm. I made a determination just within seconds that God had more life for me to live and that I would not lay down with fibromyalgia. I would not allow the thief to steal my life. I knew that I was destined for many, many beautiful things. I knew that I was purposed. I knew that God had saved me for a reason. See, that's just part of the backstory. Here's the other backstory. As a young girl growing up, my dad was a wonderful person until he got paid on Thursday. And then he became a very violent alcoholic. And many nights I would wake up startled awake because I'm hearing my mom plead for her life. I cannot stand, cannot, literally post-traumatic syndrome. I cannot deal with hearing a gunfire. So I think it's interesting that I heard in that moment in the doctor's office a gunfire. But the reason I can't stand to hear a gunfire is because I remember as a little girl, five, four, five, six, seven years old, running through the woods, the only light being the, the moon. And my daddy is firing uh, his guns after us. And I am hearing bullets tear into leaves and limbs, like right near my, my arm, my head, my feet. I am hearing these bullets. And by the grace of God, by the favor of God, we all survived that. We all survived. Now, my siblings, there were six of us. By the time they were 12 or 13, they would run away. As soon as they were old enough where they could, you know, take care of themselves, see about themselves, they would run away from home. But I was the youngest. My mom left when I was eight. Thank God for that. So you need to understand, I don't believe that God saves you from something like that unless he has put purpose in your life. And I also know, for a matter of fact, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he Mm -hmm. attacks violently those who have been purposed with the most. Those who have been purposed with the most. He attacks them violently. And God brought me through that. And so here I am, many years later, I am in my 30s, and I hear this diagnosis. So I, I... as. I'm looking at that doctor very intently, and I speak in a very deliberate voice. And I say to him, just prescribe to me a mild orthoretic medicine, and I will be fine. And I said, I don't want to be prescribed any more narcotics. And so there was a, little, there was a silence. And Dr. Evans looked back at me and he says, "Miss Wilson, I know you're a person of strong faith, but you already know how devastating this disease is. And I said, I'll just have that prescription, please. And I took that prescription, and I left that day, and I never went back for treatment of fibromyalgia. And I went home, and I locked and loaded my own gun, and it was a spiritual weapon. And I got in my Bible... And I printed out every scripture on healing that I could find, one scripture per 11 by, uh, eight and a half by 11 sheet. And I taped those scriptures everywhere I would go in, the, in a day's time, in my underwear drawer, on the mirror in the bathroom so that I could see it while I was brushing my teeth. When I opened my cabinet in the kitchen, the cupboard, to get a plate or a cup. The scripture was inside the door, over the washing machine, on the dashboard in the car, in every pencil drawer I could find at the office. Scripture, scripture, scripture on healing. And when I would see these scriptures, I would declare them out loud. I would declare them. I would speak them. And the first few days, it just seemed like nothing was happening. But I was determined. I've been determined all my life. Why not in this crisis? Why not in faith for for deliverance from a health situation? God didn't bring me that far for me to sit down to follow my algea. And so after about three days, I noticed every time I would start praying, the pain would go away. At first, it would just slowly ease off. I could barely tell that it was going away. But as I saw that, that my faith and God's word was working, I got bolder. I probably scared some of those people at that newspaper building because (laughs) when I did go back to work, I know Uh that I would walk down those halls praying in tongues. I would go in the bathroom and have a Holy Ghost party. And (laughs) I, I began to understand, really understand the power of the word of God. And I became so filled with God's word and God's spirit, that that disease could no longer exist in my body. Just as it, the enemy attacked me violently, I fought back violently. The word is a weapon. It is a knife, it is a sword. And when the enemy comes at you, you get that sword out. And let me just tell you, you don't just threaten him with the sword. You start swinging. Here I you speak go. to him and I say, I see you, enemy. I say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I renounce you. And I take that sword, which is the word of God, and I say, I cut your head off. I cut your torso off. I cut your legs off in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Stand down and shut your mouth. In Jesus' name. And that's the way you have to come after the enemy. You can't play around. He needs to see that you're serious. Right. And, and, and the word of God needs to be alive in your spirit. So alive that it overcomes and tackles anything that comes against you.
2: That's right. I hope that that's
1: encouragement for someone
2: I I believe that
1: someone needed to hear this today.
2: Yes. Yes. Look, Look, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, my God, because, look, week in and week out here in the chat room, Dorothy, we talk about that. Faith without works is dead. Behind that faith, you need to be speaking. Look, when I was laying up in here in the bed when I was going through my health crisis, I had to speak the word out loud. I had yes. to, you know, that, that's part of it. You can believe, but you got to speak it because life and death are what in the power of the no, uh, Yes, yeah. You got to yeah. bring that word to life, right? And so I'm excited. I, look, I'm getting really worked up here, really excited. But you said something key, right? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God been pulling down the stronghold. You When you said, I locked and loaded my own gun, I'm like, she talking, my language now like I'm a retired soldier. I'm like, she talking, my language right now. Literally, you better stay locked and loaded, right? Keep that, look, how they, how they, how they say now, the young folks say now, I stay on ready. You better stay on ready. You better stay on ready. <laughs> Because the enemy ain't playing with us. Look, the kingdom of heaven yes. stuff and burning and the ball take us by force. The enemy ain't playing yes. with us, right? He's trying to take us right. out by any means necessary. So guess what? We gotta be just as willing, able, and ready to take him out. But take yes. him out 1st you yes. We're taking him out first. Woo! Yes. My God, my God, that was powerful. I yes, yes, yes. you know somebody listening tonight, if you are live streaming and you heard Miss Dorothy's testimony, look, 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 I know that it's had to put some amount of encouragement in you because the bottom line is this, is God brought you to it, He'll bring you through it. And if He brought you through it, He did not bring you this far to lead you now. There is still amen in amen you. There is still work yes. for you to do. You have to rise yes. up from that bed, rise up from that diagnosis, rise up from that situation, that challenge, and say, "Look, I will not die in this place." Yo, I'm, 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 look, I'm just okay. I'm getting beside myself now, Dorothy. Okay, let me calm down. <laughs> let me calm down. Let me calm down. But you know, <laughs> who Jesus. You know, um, I didn't know you was originally from Augusta. I was stationed in Augusta for four and a half years right there before a go. Yes. <laughs> I did not know you were from Augusta. My mother was originally from Burke County, uh, Georgia, really? there in Augusta. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. You when I have you go your class
1: When I was that little girl, that's where I was, in Burke County. Yes.
2: Wow.
1: Yes, yes. I attended elementary school at sardis Gerard Elementary. I lived in Shell Bluff. That was the name of the neighborhood.
2: (laughs) Okay, yeah, I mean, look, it's a small world. This world is smaller than everything else. My mother was born in Burke County, Georgia, and left there at 16, moved to D.C., and then from D.C. to New York, you know, back in the day. When everybody, when a lot of people were migrating from the south up north because of Jim Crow and all that was going on in history. But wow. But, you know, to give my to give our listeners a little bit of insight, according to the CDC here in Atlanta, fibromyalgia affects over four million adults here in the U.S. Did you know that? No, I did not. A lot of people it affects a lot of people, over 4 million adults here in the U.S. And I happen to have a dear friend and spiritual leader of mine that's been dealing with fibromyalgia for some time. And I know it has, it's, you know, chronic pain, like pain all over, you know. Oh, some yeah. People... Did you experience the fatigue, the tiredness, the energy, oh, lack oh, of yeah. energy and all of that too? Oh, that's, that's why when I
1: would go, you know, leave the house and go somewhere, and I said I literally would have to clear off a shelf so I could sit down. I, I mean, it was as though I was completely wrung out. There was nothing left in me. And when I tell you I'm a country girl and I can work, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. My husband and I own a moving company. And don't, you know, don't let it be one of those days on a Saturday and, and he's shorthanded. He throws me my, my moving company shirt and say, let's go. You get the truck loaded.
2: <laughs> so,
1: so i'm not i'm not i wasn't i wasn't some little little wimp you know uh no Mm-mm. It, 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 i mean this thing was
2: kicking my butt wow wow and so this is the nurse in me right this is just the nurse in me always a session yeah. right is the pain? How would you describe that pain? Is it sharp, burning, feeling like somebody poking you with pins and needles? What, what does that feel like for those who are in the audience listening and curious?
1: It is like a soreness, like an achiness that's like all the way inside of you, not like on the top of the top, okay? And and the, your skin, like on the your, the top of your skin, and Sometimes it would feel like it was almost burning, but the pain felt like it was coming from the inside, okay? And uh, what, what the, if you sat down too long, you would hurt. If you stood up too long, you would hurt. If you lay down too long, you would hurt. If you walked too long, it would hurt. And when I say too long, I'm not talking about hours here, okay? Wow. (laughs) I'm talking about sit at your desk for two hours. And literally, I mean, I would go in like at 8 and to the office when I started going back to work. I would go in around 8 with the uh, intention of working till 12. Y'all know I made it to 12, don't you? You know that, right? (laughs) But with the intention of making it to noon to lunchtime and by 10.30, I, I was—I I, mean—I was out of my mind in misery. So oh it is—it is—it's—it's it's like a stiffening and a hurting mm-hmm. and uh, a just kind of almost like a burning sensation. And with fibromyalgia, you have trigger points, and different people have trigger points in different places. Okay, so I had um, a, a trigger point um, in my right arm, like where the uh, the elbow was, which mm-hmm. that was like if you somebody took a hammer and hit that bone on the back of your arm back there and you could, like, feel the pain, um, mm-hmm. you know, continually, that's what that trigger point would, would feel like. And then I also had trigger points, um, I can't remember, seems like it was in both of my legs, like, near, like, the knee area. Uh, those were trigger points for me as well. And so uh, those areas were... You were, they hurt so bad, I couldn't stand for somebody to even touch them. And, and there's nothing topical that you could apply to, to make you feel better, okay? And, um, uh, you know, aspirin, uh, really, no, no effect. I mean, it, it wouldn't even dull the pain. Aspirin was like, you know, doing nothing, okay? So it was like a pain that you could not get at. And so, you know, they would treat you with um, antidepressants um, and uh, muscle relaxants, that type of Mm -hmm. thing, um, initially. And then from there, they would it would proceed to them starting to give you uh, narcotics, so that you could basically get breaks uh, from the pain. Mm -hmm. But there was no there's no cure, there's no healing uh, for fibromyalgia except by the master physician. Set wow. by the master physician. And with fibromyalgia, and a lot of people don't know this, every time the season changes, it gets worse. And so after God healed me, so this, was, this would have been in the storm season, so this would have been probably late summer, late fall, when I was diagnosed. So when winter came, you better believe, here comes the enemy with his icy fingers trying to, claw me again and i had to fight him back off and i had to declare i've been healed and i am made whole and you can't have me you can't touch me i do not give you access you have no authority over my body anymore i decree and declare that i am whole in jesus name and I look i was intense about this thing I had to tell it, you better step off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, you, what you say? You better step off. You don't want none of this. <laughs> you better step off. <laughs> I'll, get those, look, I'll get all those scriptures. I'll, I'll get all those scriptures back out. I'll print them up again. <laughs> look, look, look. You, but you're right though. You got to let the enemy know this ain't what you want. <laughs> this is not what you want for real. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Because I had to say, look, when I when I tell you, I, I can relate, but in my situation, when I literally had to speak it out loud and tell the enemy, this ain't what you want, bro, I need you, you better step up. You don't want none of this. Because, yeah. Yes. But, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a consistency, right? You just yes. can't yes. speak it one day. And then go back to be like, oh well. And now, granted, we're human, right? And we have emotions and feelings and all of that. And we are bound because we're human to feel some type of way, you know, to feel a little fear, doubt come to us. But you better know that you can't let that stuff stay there. As soon as that that negative stuff hits you, you—that's when you got to go back. That's when you better go in. You better go into soldier mode real quick. You can't let that stuff stay yes. in manifest. Yes, I, I want to
1: read a little excerpt from this book I wrote a, after um, this experience. I wrote a little pox, little, pu, purse size book called "Little Book of Weapons: How to Defeat Your Giants." And I'm actually going to uh, republish it uh, because I'm running out of copies, and and I'm still running into people that I don't even know who recognize me and say, "I still have my book." And I still pull it out and read it when I'm at the doctor's office or I'm going through a trial, and I'm just looking at them like, I don't know who you are. I don't remember selling you a book. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's an excerpt in here, and uh, this is talking about when the Israelites went over into the promised land. This chapter is called uh, Stepping Out, and and, um, this is Weapon 1, Faith in God. It says um, the... uh, The Israelites' real enemy was not the Anakites, It was their lack of faith in God. The first weapon God gives us to overcome our enemy is faith in him. The Lord goes with us to ensure his promises are kept. For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies, and he will give you victory. This is from Deuteronomy 24, verse 4. When the Israelites finally did begin to take the land, the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them, for I will give you victory over Mm. them. Not a single one of them will be able to stand up against you. And those are the kinds of promises that we have to adopt for ourselves personally. I mean, you got to eat this word. You can't just... Go to church on Sunday and nibble at it and leave. And the rest of the week, you just battling, trying to do whatever you can in your own human strength. No, you Come have on. to get this word out and you have to eat it. Come you on. have to get up in the morning and you have to stare fear down. And I, this is what I say. You got to eat fear for breakfast before you leave the house. You got to look, you got to throw fear down on the ground and put your foot on it, ne- on the neck of it and tell it, it has no authority. It has hmm. no authority. Sometimes. You have to tell it. I am a yep. daughter of the Most High God. You have to tell it. I am the apple of his eye. And he says, I can hide in the shadow of his way. And when you start speaking like that, the enemy backs up. Come and on. if you continually press in and speak like that, he will pack up his bag and go somewhere else. Because right. he's gonna know I don't have any quarter here. She's not giving me any access. You know, I think that when we struggle, when we have our hardest struggle, it is because the 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 it strikes us so hard that initially we lose sight of who we are. Whose we are. We lose sight of that temporarily. Yes. Yes. And as, as we lose sight and we finally begin to fight back, we try to stand up in our own strength. We try to fight in our own wisdom. And guess what? <laughs> the mm-hmm. answer is not our thinking. God's thinking is so much higher than ours. Right. His promises are true
2: for
1: us, right.
2: all we have to do is stand and declare them. Yes. Amen. Amen. It's yes. a choice. Look. It's a decision. Yes. Woo! Yes. It is a choice. It is a decision. We have to be willing to trust God and let God be God and do what only God can do in our lives, in us and through yes. us. And so... You know, you mentioned I didn't know about that book, so now I'm interested and curious about that book. I'm gonna have to get a copy of that <laughs> book from you. But I am familiar with living faith out loud. And so, yes, you are your testimony is living faith out loud. Literally, And it is more than just a yes. book. You are yes. living faith out loud, and you yes. are a testimony. Because you, I mean, you don't even have flare ups or anything, do you? You are healed. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I am, I am free. Fibro, my, fibro, who? <laughs> come on. You better come on and say that. And see, that is living faith out loud. Because according yes. to man, according to man, and according to textbook, which I tell everybody everything ain't textbook. You know, those diagnosed with fibromyalgia have flare up, but you have been completely yes. healed. No flare up. So for those right. who are tuning in and those who are going to catch this replay, you are living testimony, living faith out loud. I want you to share a little bit about the vision yes. for faith out loud with us. We got, I cannot believe how fast this time goes. Producer, <laughs> Batman, I know you listening. I need more than 45 minutes. But anyway,
1: <laughs> let's talk okay. a little bit about faith out now. Yes, yes. So this, this project that Gene is referring to is called the Faith Inspiration Project. And this is something that God dropped into my spirit uh, last year, toward the end of the year. And I parked it because I, I'm like, I, I need another project. I need another initiative. I need another job. Like, I need a hole in my head. Uh, You know, I just can't get to this right now. So, you know, these are my thinking. This is my thinking. And then, you know, it kept coming back to me and because I'm going to be obedient, you know. And I was like, but God, I I just don't want to do another anthology book project and go out and get contributors. I I, You know, look, I can do that in my sleep. I've been in the publishing business 30-some years. And I I was like, okay, if I'm going to really honor you and if I'm going to do this thing, I want to do it at a level of excellence. And I want it to be pleasing to you. Um, I want you to get the testimony from this thing. And so I was like, I don't know how, what I need to do, how. So I parked it again. And finally, one morning, I was getting dressed, Jean, and I heard God speak to me. And he said, it's time to begin. Just in a quiet voice. And I knew he was talking about this project. I didn't have to fuss with him. I didn't have to say, Father, what you talking about? <laughs> no, I knew. You already so, know. Uh Yes, yes, and so um, I I just begin to I, it's like Lord walk me through this. And so instead of just put it, producing a book project, what this is is a it is a series that includes a book live my living your faith out loud. That's the book live live your faith out loud. It is a video series. It is a series of blog posts. It is a small group discussion guide, okay, and the vision is this. It is to compel you to live your faith louder. This book is written for believers. Yes, others who, are, who don't know Christ will read it, and they will want to know Christ, and many of them will get saved as a result of the testimonies in this book. But the goals are the ones who are already in the camp. And here's the thing. If I, if I walked into a church, any church today, and I said, Hi, if, I, if I asked, how many of you believe in God, you know, hands would go up. And I would ask, if I were to ask, how many of you love God, hands would go up. But then I, if I asked, how many of you are in love with God? Mm, I think God. not as many hands would go up. And even the ones that went up, they would be raised slowly. Because they would want to make sure they understood what that meant. When you are in love, it compels you to act. When you are in love with someone, you think about them all day. You do things, little things, big things. It compels you to act. And there are many, many believers who are in church every Sunday are in small groups weekly but they are not living their faith outside of those containers this is the point that is a container that somebody else built God has Mm. gifted you he has equipped you for you to build new containers your own containers yes serve in the house of God be faithful I am a coach for small, uh, for uh, freedom, small group leaders in my church. I coach the leaders. I am a captain on the prayer team. And I will also volunteer and do whatever else they ask me to help with. But those are containers that the church put in front of me. God calls each one of us to our own containers where we can be a vessel that. That is a direct vessel from him to us to others. God calls us to that. And the purpose of the vision behind this book is to spread it worldwide and to see people's lives be transformed, believers' lives be transformed as they get outside of themselves and begin to really live their faith. And as they do that, other people's lives are transformed. As they become the hands of Jesus, the mouth of Jesus, the feet of Jesus, other people's lives will be transformed, where they understand that God is looking to them to touch, to be light, to radiate on a daily basis. Gene, I wrote this down when we first started talking. You said, Dorothy, you radiate a spirit of excellence. Mm -hmm. That spoke to me, and it it blessed me. Because that's what we should be doing as kingdom lovers, as Christ lovers, as Jesus lovers. We should be radiating what's inside of us, and we need to quit containing what God has put in us. We need to quit keeping it in these little small containers, undersized containers that somebody else conveniently created for us, that somebody else conveniently sat in front of us. Get up from the table, stop being served, and go prepare a meal and serve it to someone else. Come on. Wow. Amen. Amen. We we will be releasing this book and the video series in April. Okay? Mid-April. And you can pre-order the book right now at livingfaith.com OutLoud.com/slash/faith-inspiration. LivingFaithOutLoud.com/slash/faith-inspiration. I want you to not only read the book and be compelled to do more because of your faith, but I also want you to understand that when you buy the book, you're helping us to further this project. And I am so excited that Jean is part of this project. She is an influencer, and she has a heart and a passion for God. And so she is doing more, and she shares her story of what she is doing to do more. And so our goal is to get as many copies of these books disseminated as possible, whether people pay for them, whether they get a ebook for 99 cents, or they get a free copy. We will be mailing free copies to organizations certain organizations certain churches all over the country we will be sending thousands and thousands of emails with a download for 99 cents or free download of the ebook we want as many believers as possible to know about this book so that they can read it and be inspired amen
2: Hey man, and look, and it's about and and, and and look. Let's say we are living in the last days. We have got to be about our Father's business because it is about kingdom build. Not only kingdom building, but we got to advance the kingdom because it's time yes. out. You know, mommy and nan and them used to say, "Playtime is over. It's time out for That's playing." It. Look, we're yes. in the last days. It's about we've got to advance the kingdom because the enemy ain't playing with us. we got to be on our job (laughs) and ready to mutilate the enemy eh, 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 by any means necessary. Dorothy, look, our time is up. I cannot believe how fast this time goes, but I thank you so much for joining me here Uh tonight in the chat room. Like, you just don't know. I am inspired. I am encouraged. And I'm sure our listeners tonight who are live streaming are as well, and those around the world, because you know this is worldwide, right? You're going to be heard all in the Caribbean, Africa, <laughs> Israel, well, Yeah, this is Jerry Ray's Live Worldwide Podcast now. Look, look, look. And look, for those of you who are tuning in, I want to say thank you so much for joining us here in the chat room. Again, Dorothy, thank you so very much. I have sent you, uh, <laughs> I invite you on Facebook. I just sent you a message. We got more work to do, and I'm excited about this collaboration, and I'm looking forward to just continuing to do great things alongside you. And to you, our listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in. Special thanks to the Batman of Charm City, Mr. Jerry Royce Live. Look, I love you all. God bless you. Peace and health, and good night. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode here in the chat room. Help chat with Coach Jean, that is. Until next time, if God says the same, I pray peace, health, love, and well-being for you and your family. God bless you.